I've heard David Osborne and many people, right? Wealth is made in the crock pot, not the microwave. And while I do believe that to be true, like it, that, that is true in so many of the, you know, the senses. I also want to challenge myself to, to see if there's a way that I can create lightning in a bottle because I feel like the people who really go out and seek that and do it in a very, in, you know, intentional and, and genuine and authentic way are usually the people that find a way to create lightning in a bottle. So are you looking for freedom, freedom from the daily grind and hustle, or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I am super excited for you guys to hear this episode today. We have a guest on, Matty Aitchison, who's been on the show a couple of times, and he's just one of the most inspiring guys. Um, I just, I love being around Matty A. Every time I'm with Matt, we just have such amazing conversations. We have so much in common. You know, this is the Investing for Freedom podcast. And obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you realize that this is not just about money. It's about financial freedom, but also relationship freedom. It's about freedom in all areas of life. And I tend not to just focus on financial because really at the end of the day, the reason why we're chasing financial freedom is so that we can spend more time with the people that we want, doing the things that we want, all of the above. And so what I love about Matty Aitchison is every time I talk to him, he is just talking about becoming a better version of himself, being a better human, and really the why behind everything that we do. And this episode's no different. This is actually a conversation that we had in my elite private community. I thought I would share it with you because um, number one, the guys were just so inspired by it. I was inspired by it. And Matty A shares some practical tips and tricks that you can just you know, walk away with to be a better human, be a better business owner, investor, but more importantly, a better husband, a better father, a better friend. And there's not really a lot of people that exemplify that more than Matty A. So I'm excited to get into the episode. And a little teaser here, Myself, Matty Aitchison, and two other guys are going to be launching a podcast where we all get together and talk about you know different components of life and investing and business from our respective areas. So be looking for that. Um, as always, if you would like to join the Freedom Elite community, we would love to have you. It's guests like Matty A. I've got John, John Gordon coming up. I've got some amazing, just a lot of different humans. I won't go into that, but um, this conversation was from that community. If you'd like to join that community, it's a private community off of Facebook, off of Instagram. We do Ask Mike Anythings every week. We have amazing guest speakers. We just did a member takeover with Ben Milliman that was fire. I learned so much from being on that. In fact, I'm probably going to record an episode about what I learned from the member takeover, uh, maybe even tomorrow or, or early next week. But anyway, if you're interested in joining the Freedom Elite, uh, go to freedomelite.co. Or as always, you can text me the word elite to 480-531-7519 and we'll get you signed up. Now let's get into the show. I want to take a second and just acknowledge Matt Aitchison, one of my actual favorite people in the world because he's just a breath of fresh air. He's a light in the world. Um, so motivating, so inspiring. And I know we're going to learn a ton from him today. Um, Matt, appreciate you being here, man. 
Oh, dude. Anytime I get to hang out with you and obviously I know what kind of company you keep. So uh, I know it's going to be a, a worthwhile hangout. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Matt Aitchison, tell me first and foremost, what like what makes you tick, man? Oh, man. You know, it's funny. I was talking about this with a buddy of mine the other day who was feeling kind of lost. And I was thinking about some of the spaces or seasons and chapters of my life when I felt kind of lost. And it wasn't, it was when I didn't have a mission. Mm. I'm a very mission driven person. And for me, you know, my, I think the easy answer, kind of the, you know, the cliched answer, right, is, is family, um, my, my two daughters, my wife, like that, that's ultimately what inspires me, you know, to, to want to get after it every single day and be a good role model for them and provide the best life and do all right. Th- those are the easy answers. But like, when I really peel back the layer, I, I think there's probably stuff that trumps even that. And it's, it's more of like a mission to make sure that I'm, I'm selfishly bringing the most and getting the most out of myself every single day. And when I don't do that, that's when I feel a little lost. When I don't have something that's, you know, mission or purpose driven, I feel a little lost. So for me, I think that's ultimately what, you know, gets me up every single day is working on something that I feel challenged by to go out and solve and or expand and and see what I am capable of. And that's when I feel most alive is when I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm really challenged by some particular mission or purpose that's, you know, just got me obsessed over. Wow. Is there, do, do you like, do you catalog that some way? Is there like a, I mean, do you have like an end of the day checklist where you make sure that you were challenged or how are, how are you keeping track of that? I'm curious. You know, uh, it's kind of funny. So there's, um, and I could probably share it with you guys. There is a list here it's called that uh, my buddy created this actually. It's a little spreadsheet that I'm a framework guy. I like to measure stuff and kind of keep track data of data and just kind of get, you know, keep the scorecard of life. It's called Week Freak. And it's basically kind of like a scorecard for productivity that my buddy actually created this. And it's kind of got my morning routine. It's, you know, got the top five power list of every single day and then kind of two daily habits your workout. These are kind of the main social pillars that we track, three main weekly targets, and then a one one thing, and then whether you're doing your kind of evening routine. And so it will gamify it. And anything over a 90 for me, really, I know if I'm being productive and kind of hitting all the core main pillars that are important to me, anything below that, usually I, something was off. I was either, you know, not spending time with family or wasn't working out the way I should have or whatever it is. But it's a really cool thing that I've kind of I've been using this for almost four years now. And it allows me to kind of gamify my life and my day. And so this is kind of how I measure my productivity over time. And we've kind of created a little gamification in our our little accountability group. But uh, for me personally, knowing whether or not I kind of left it all out there every day as I check in in the mornings after my morning routine. Usually I'll update it right around lunchtime. And then uh, I do my my evening routine. For me, my evening routine, honestly, is way more important to me than my morning routine. I felt like I kind of wrote, a lot of people romanticize like, and Hal did a great job of how he branded the Miracle Morning and how it just became this, you know, sexy thing that everybody was subscribing to. And it really did help me in so many different ways. But I kind of, as I started playing with routines a little bit more in the mornings, then I was like, well, why can't I apply that to my evenings? And I found that my my evening routine was way more impactful 
for me when it came to awareness and productivity and planning for the next day to get the most out of next day and to reflect back on, you know, how my day kind of played out. So this is kind of a a nice little framework that keeps my awareness up because I don't know, I think everybody's got different routines, different habits, different disciplines that really light them up that get the most out of them. Um, in terms of optimization of productivity, of purpose, of passion, all of those things, instead of it being a lot of, I guess, X's and O's, it became more so of, I feel like I'm a more purposeful, more passionate, a more fulfilled and happy, a better role model, dad, husband, when my awareness is up. So I try and use frameworks that just give me awareness around the scorecard of my life, how I've kind of mapped it out over time. And there's been many iterations of it based on where life is at, what challenges I'm working through, what projects I'm focused on, things like that. But for me, it's been a, how do I keep my awareness up on a day-to-day basis? Because when I find myself just kind of drifting through, I could be crazy busy, but if I'm not being aware and purposeful of how I'm spending my time throughout each day, that's ultimately when I find myself feeling a little lost, maybe a little depressed or down. And I could be absolutely crushing it, but it's just by not having that awareness, you know, amplified and that spotlight effect, that's where tools like this really kind of help me, you know, get the most out of every single day. So I have a question. And if you need a minute to ponder this, I'll ask you a, an, an easier one, maybe. But what's what's a piece of advice that you have heard lately a lot, or maybe it's been over time that you think is just bad advice? Oh, that is a good one. Do you want me to ask an easier one for you to <laughs> wait for that to hit you? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ponder on that one a little bit. And and I'll tell you why. So, I my my brain has really been drawn lately to, you know, just conversations that happen. We're in a really critical pivotal time, I think. Um there's a lot changing and a lot going on. Yeah. And I think there's like a lot of advice that maybe was good advice at one point in time or uh maybe was never great advice, but I think um, I've just been asking that question a lot lately because I think it goes back to that statement of, you know, it's not, it's not what you, what's that, what's that phrase? It's not what you think, you know, that so, just, yeah, that just isn't true that that can really get you into trouble. So I've just been pondering that lately, but I'll, I'll let you noodle on that for a minute. So what's some of the greatest advice that you've heard in the last, you know, three months, six months that you're just like really doubling down on right now or holding to heart? For me, so it's funny, a lot of people are like, what's your favorite podcast? What's your favorite book right now? I went through an information, you know, absorption stage to the fullest. And to me, I've honestly been trying to get a lot more quiet. I've been trying to isolate a lot of what I'm consuming, when I'm consuming it, and really trying to compartmentalize my I'm trying to find ways of compounding my focus. That's that's been my my biggest thing. This book has been phenomenal. So it's called U Squared. This was given to one of my business partners. Her uncle is Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones said if there was one book he'd ever read and or recommend over and over and over again to entrepreneurs, it's this book, U Squared uh, by Price Pritchett. And uh, we had, uh, what was it, Benjamin Hardy come in and do the two, uh, 10x is easier than 2x. And this is kind of similar to that a little bit. It's, I mean, you could read this pamphlet in... 45 minutes. Um, And I've been reading that a lot of going like, how can I find ways to get a quantum leap in my life, in my marriage, in my business, and being a dad without working harder or grinding harder and really finding ways to unlock quantum leaps based on my mindset 
And then based on how I think about things, ultimately how I get the the audio in my mind to match the video in my world and, and the physical you know realm for me. And so I've really been focusing a lot on compartmentalizing that in terms of focus and really minimizing a lot of the noise because I find that that leads to a lot of overwhelm and distraction and it doesn't serve me at a high level like it used to. So, you know, more people than like, what's your mastermind that you're going to go to? What's the podcast that you're listening to? What's the book that you're reading right now? And honestly, I've been trying to turn off information and, and really find more of that wisdom and, you know, that, that real intelligence that I think all of us have within. We just don't take time to really sit with ourselves and, and create environments and, and find the relationships that bring that out of us. So that's really been one of the areas that I've been doubling down on big this year is is minimizing a lot of that and being very strategic around who I'm letting speak into my life and what time I'm giving to certain people or certain energy, you know, activities or certain environments. And um, and that's been serving me pretty well right now. I feel like I'm I'm getting close to having a pretty big breakthrough on some stuff that I've been focusing on. Wow. That's amazing. It's kind of one of those things where a lot of it, you know, it is it is very simple. And yet the way he kind of put this all together and the way he frames it, especially for people that have been in the game for a while that have had some good, you know, he, he talks about, you can have, you know, I've, I've, here's one thing that I've subscribed to. And I think, um, this depends on the person, right. And where you're at in life and what you really want to achieve. Like, I don't want to become a billionaire to become a billionaire. I just want to solve a billion dollar problem that makes an impact in such a way that is so exponential that now to me, it has nothing to do with the money. It has to do with me finding a way to unlock something in myself that I believe I have within me that I think a lot of people feel that desire, whether it's a $10 million problem, a $100 million problem, a billion dollar problem, whatever it may be, to find like, you know, you're capable of more than where you're at, which is ultimately why a lot of people in W2 go, I don't want to be here anymore. I feel like I got way more to accomplish, way more to do, way more to give, way more to be. And so for me, I feel like there are these, you know, things that many of us in business or in our marriages or, you know, in our families or whatever are trying to find a way to do more and be more. And and this book really breaks it down in a really cool and pragmatic way of going, it's way easier than we're making it out to be. And it kind of really gives you a little bit more of a mindset blueprint for how you can go on that journey. And so I think it's a good read for a lot of people that might be thinking about some of that stuff of going, I know I'm meant for way more. And you don't necessarily have to do it in this slow, steady pace that a lot of us have kind of subscribed to for a long period of time. I've heard David Osborne and many people, right? Wealth is made in the crock pot, not the microwave. And while I do believe that to be true, like it, that, that is true in so many of the, you know, the senses, I also want to challenge myself to, to see if there's a way that I can create lightning in a bottle because I feel like the people who really go out and seek that and do it in a very, in, you know, intentional and, and genuine and authentic way are usually the people that find a way to create lightning in a bottle. So if I don't find it, that's okay. But I want to challenge myself to see if I can find it. Yeah, that's so good. I often think about, and I've thought about this for years, but there's a scripture in 2 Timothy that was talking about people that are always learning, but never coming to the full knowledge of the truth. Mm. And basically to not be that way, which is what I really hear you saying. Like, 
you know, with information and not, and by the way, we do not live in a time where there isn't a lack of information, right? Like it's, it's all over, but I love what you're saying about just getting quiet and, and, and really the in, inner reflection. And I'm thinking back to Karen, I've had this conversation out loud quite a few times in the last six months. When I started my first business at the age of 24, there's no one that could have talked me out of it. There's no one that could have told me that I wasn't going to achieve what I was setting out to achieve. There was no one. In fact, I was so out of my realm. I knew how in over my head I was that, you know, at every corner, I'm hiring consultants. I'm begging for help. I'm like, I knew I was like in way. But when you talk about lightning in a bottle, I'm like, how do we... I'm curious because I know you've been through some of those seasons, but you know, we have our highs, we have our lows. Yeah. How do you navigate that when you're, I guess, in the in the in the downtimes? Because I've been trying to reconnect to that. Maybe it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah, you know, um, I just went through kind of a shitty season, you know, and it's um it's funny. I think you and I were talking about this at, you know, when we were hanging out in Tahoe, and it was like I've been through so many personal, I've been obsessed and subscribed to personal development since I was, you know, my mom took me to my first John Assaraf mindset conference when I was 14 years old. So I feel like I've been in this world for a long time. I've heard every, you know, motivational speaker and and talk that, you know, when you're in those moments, you know, you know, now with all the information that's out there, what to tell yourself. And even in those moments, I'm like, man, you know, I'm struggling. This is bullshit. I don't even buy into this stuff right now. Um, but I think, you know, for me, I think lightning in a bottle, at least my own experience has been because of the people that I've been around and, and getting to, to feed off of some of their energy in those, those moments. And that's where I think, you know, small tribes and communities like this, especially for men is probably one of the most powerful things I've been able to be a part of, you know, finding go abundance when I was 24 years old and I'm 34 years old now you know, I wouldn't be who I am and where I'm at if it wasn't honestly, you know, for the men that were around me. So I think that's a, that's a big piece of it is even when, you know, you're by yourself, not suffering in silence. And those are my, my old way. And still sometimes way of doing things is I do suffer in silence. And then I'll talk about it with my mentors or my friends once I've got it all figured out and I've worked through it. Whereas I really could have closed the gap and expedited probably some of those darker, shittier seasons if I were to continue to be more authentic and vulnerable, not only with myself, but, you know, with the other people around me. And so having that trusted counsel and having those people around you, I think is, is really one of the most powerful ways to get through some of those crappy seasons and just to get out of your own way and get out of your own head and, you know, rely on some of the external people and relationships around you that, you know, can, can really help kind of get things firing a little bit faster than sometimes we can, you know, when we're doing it by ourselves. Yeah. So good. Why do you say, especially men? I think for at least the way we're designed, you know, I've read a lot of the different books out there on just the way we're wired, but also I think just for societal reasons, you know, I know how I was brought up and raised, you know, those are just things that you don't, openly talk about and or, you know, necessarily know how to explore and navigate because it's just kind of the way it's ingrained in our DNA. Whereas now I think there's a lot more tools and resources and, you know, masterminds and environments that give people more permission to explore some of these things. So I think that's, you know, when it when that comes to mind for me, it's just the the natural masculine side of things that 
you know, we just don't openly share what we believe to be weaknesses. And I think, you know, I've trust me, I've gone far on the woo side of things. And I've been far on the masculine, hardcore side of things. I definitely think there's a balance in there. And I think you kind of have to explore bo- both sides of the paradigm to, you know, find what works best for you. But I do find that, you know, a healthy balance of, you know, knowing when to tap into the feminine and, you know, knowing when to tap into beast mode and then be a fucking man. You know, there's, there is a balance there that I think, I think a lot of society is trying to figure out what that looks like right now. But I think groups like this, you know, have a much larger head start on creating that space and environment for people to explore some of those, you know, more emotional, softer side of things while still tapping into, you know, the the masculine side that ultimately I believe masculine is what, you know, gets a lot of shit done. And we have very strong, you know, natural power to be able to go and do things that sometimes women can't do and won't be able to do, not because maybe sometimes they don't want to do it. It's just not ingrained in them and the way they're built. Yeah. I definitely wasn't trying to trap you into saying something that could get you canceled. I just... Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, I'm the last word. I don't, I don't worry about that kind of stuff, to be honest. I feel like to me, I'm, I'm very... Now I'm very okay with the, I, I tapped into this maybe five or six years ago, way before I was worried about ever getting canceled or people getting canceled was like, if I'm, if I'm going to go out and, and live the best life that I possibly can, I got to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to be for everybody. But if I'm the most authentic, genuine version of myself, and I show up as that person every single day, and I can be as naked, you know, metaphorically and transparent as possible. Um, every relationship, every opportunity, every conversation, you know, every experience I have is is generally going to be the most authentic version of what I am seeking and looking for. And the world is, you know, going to return back to me. So I really just stepped into that. I've just gone, man, I, I want to be respectful. Uh, and it goes back to my values too. Like I've, I've gotten really clear over the years on what my core values are. And you know, what I stand for, what I don't stand for, what I believe in, what I don't believe in. And I'm okay with living and dying on that hill of my values. And if somebody doesn't align with that, I can still be respectful, but I don't got to agree with you. I don't have to cower or pander or bend a knee to you and still be okay with integrity and ethically going about things that are aligned with my values, my head, you know, I call it the swan effect. I, I know I can sleep well at night when my head hits the pillow as long as I'm staying aligned with who that person is. Um, and I'm, you know, staying aligned with who my values are. I love, I love that. And I think that's what I really have always appreciated about you. And I think we've lost some of that too in this day and age with, you know, followers, likes, comments, like, you know, keeping track of all of that, which, you know, maybe has some place, but I've said this forever. And I, I know you're cut from the, I mean, if one of these guys showed up, today, just one, we'd have a conversation. But I feel like in this day and age of like, you know, podcasts and YouTube and all this, we feel like, you know, if there isn't a thousand people watching on a live, or like literally sometimes people, I've heard people actually say this before, they're on a live, and there's only like 50 people on their live. And they're like waiting for more people to show up. And I'm just like, you have 50 people that are like wanting to listen to you, right? And it's like, I think, I think there's been some vanity metrics I love that you said that because really at the end of the day, and and I kind of want you to talk to this because you've built a pretty good presence. You've built a great brand. You have an amazing podcast. Your YouTube channel is doing well. But I think, again, I know you 
you would show up and speak to a group of one or 10 or 20. I have, yeah. Have, yeah. It doesn't have to be thousand. Yeah. And I, I feel like we've lost some of that. So I want you to kind of talk to that number one, but also you have this saying and you kind of touched on it earlier about the audio matching the video. I want to make sure that you, you know, take a moment to explain that to us as well. Yeah, I think, I guess I go back to a little bit more of the humility piece. I think the world has kind of become, you know, there's been a lot of pandemics over the last few years. I think we're in a pandemic of narcissism where people think they're so fucking important and that if it doesn't meet a certain metric that externally is acceptable and cool, that it doesn't deserve to be done and to be done at the best of their ability. And it's this kind of cop out thing. And so for me, it was like, whether it's for one person, or five people or 500 people, I'm going to show up and play full out in everything I do. That's just like, again, one of my values in life is, no matter what I do every single day, I'm not going to do it half ass because if I'm doing a half ass, I'm just not going to do it. The other side of it is, is I've been the person that was in a room full of three people and one person spoke something into my life that completely changed the entire course of my life and the trajectory that I was on. And so I feel that kind of sense of responsibility and also gratitude that I might have that opportunity for somebody else. Mm. And just like you've, you know, in one-on-one conversations with me said certain things to me that I still think about today that change either the way I think or the way I act and knowing that you know, that one-on-one or that one-to-five or one-to-five-hundred, you know, it has the capacity to be that type of catalyst for somebody else. And I feel like that's just one of my my duties, you know, while I'm here on this earth. And I feel like good leaders all have that, you know, call to arms of, that's just one of my things, whether it's with my kids, whether it's, you know, being a good role model in my marriage, whether it's, you know, in a group setting, whether it's on stage in front of thousands of people, Um, I feel like, you know, real leaders step up to the plate in that capacity. And then the other thing is too, I have felt most, I felt the biggest imposter syndrome and I have felt the biggest fraud when I have said one thing, my audio and what either was in my mind or what was coming out of my mouth and my actions behind the scenes were completely different or in the scenes were completely different. The video, the actions of my life and how they played out and were being captured, I felt most um, misaligned with that and incongruent with that when those two things weren't clicking. And so when I really kind of through a course of events over a handful of years said, no matter what, no matter who's watching, whether it's one person or nobody's watching, I want to be able to build the trust and integrity and the ethics and the alignment and the congruency with myself first before I can go out and actually make a difference on a big scale. And that's where I was like, okay, my my audio has got to match my video. And when I don't do that, I feel it and I know it. And it's very easy if I'm being accountable with myself to get right back in the swing of things because I'm staying aligned with my core values and who I say I am and what I'm actually doing. And so I just think that's that's something that I admire and respect about a lot of people in in my world and what I want to be, you know, for my kids and for the people that, you know, I work with and that work for me and, you know, things like that is if there was one thing that, you know, people said about me when I passed away or, you know, that know me would say that dude does what he says 
he is who he says he is. To me, that means more than any other thing that somebody could say about me. That's so good. And you know, the other side of that too, it's like social media and the day and age we live in, it's amazing if the audio matches the video because you can totally use it for a tool. And I think that's what's so important about you know getting in alignment every single day with who we are and then showing up and being that person on the message that you're portraying too. Yeah, I think especially nowadays, that's not the stuff that's sexy. It's not the stuff that gets clicks. It's not the stuff that goes viral. But to me, it, it's what I think ultimately unlocks stuff that doesn't show up on your PL or your balance sheet or how many followers you have on your Instagram or your YouTube page. It's it's the stuff that shows up in in wealth and richness that goes way beyond your bank account, that goes way beyond your balance sheet, way beyond how many, you know, your social imprint. And so that that's something that I've just decided that externally facing it may not be as sexy, but to me that holds infinite more value knowing that I'm aligned with myself and who I say I am and that that ripple effect may lead to riches and wealth way beyond what I can ever grasp that I may never touch physically or personally, but it's it's a part of the path that I've chosen that I, I want to be a part of, of saying I was authentic, I was genuine, I had high integrity, I was ethical. You know, of course, we all make mistakes and nobody's perfect, right? But I wanted I wanted that to be a part of kind of my foundation of how I was carrying myself, how I was building my brand. And it will be something that I, you know, continue to carry going forward. So good. Yeah, because I mean, I think we're all kind of, of course, it's never the finish line of personal development never stops. I think for me, it's it's around the areas I feel the most challenged in right now. And also, I just have done a lot better of a job, I feel like, over the last few years to instead of forcing where I think I need to go and get better, it's where I feel like I'm called to improve in. And life, when I'm aware, kind of presents those opportunities to me. And so I learned this from uh, Pat Flynn, who's uh, got the Passive Income Podcast. And I listened to this podcast, I don't know, it was like a decade ago. And, um, and one of the things that he says is he really picks a category every single quarter. And that's the only category that he focuses on learning in. So whether, you know, certain categories for me, a while ago, you know, I wanted to get better in financial modeling. So I just studied models and syndications and picked up books on it, you know, MBA, private equity, you know, all kinds of stuff. And that was just all I focused on. And that's kind of what I've been doing over the course of the last few years is just this quarter for me right now is all around romance with my wife. And it's been only around reading books on romance, asking chat GPT ideas on romance, looking up blogs and things around romance. And it's, you know, gotten to where uh, Jeff Hoffman, who has spoken at, you know, a handful of events that Mike and I've been at. Uh, billionaire founder Priceline, he tagged something that I just thought was really cool. He calls it info sponging. And he spends an hour a day sponging information on a particular topic. And so that's for me, like I get people like, Oh, you got to read this book. Oh, that sounds good. I actually really want to read that. I have a book list of 1000s of books that to me in that moment is like, man, that sounds like a really good book. I think I need to get better in that particular area. But I've really gone like, you know what, like focus on this. And so I've got a book list of all kinds of categories. And for me, I just narrow it down to either podcast episodes or blogs 
or topics very niche and specific that I feel called to elevate or improve in. And I only focus on that for 90 days. And mind you, of course, there's things that seep in and you know, you get distracted by this or that. But like I have a usually I have a pretty, pretty solid North Star around what my theme is of the quarter um, in terms of growth, elevation, you know, learning, expansion and, and wisdom, things like that. And um, and that's how I've been able to kind of come across different blogs and newsletters and people and you know, things along those lines that allow me to kind of really dial in on that vein and I and I stay in that vein. It's usually identifying where my biggest gaps are. There's a model called it and and I didn't even know about this until Pat Hyben did it up on stage with the Jahari window. So the Jahari window is great. It's like this this kind of cycle uh two psychologists dubbed the the Jahari window and it's basically four different quadrants and um the different quadrants but it's, it's pretty pretty simple and easy but it's um Basically, one of the main windows is so we had a, a a friend do this up on stage with a psychologist, and and to me, I, I leaned in on this for a little while because I was very intrigued by it. So this is a window that is usually this is known to you, and this is known to other people about you, and this is a window that is not known to you, which is the blind spot, but other people see this blind spot in you. This one is known to you, but not known to others. So this is kind of like your little, you know, skeletons in the closet, the dirty secrets, right? And then this one is you don't know and they don't know. Um, and so I've been really trying to figure out like, usually the areas that I feel called in to go and improve or that I feel like I need to improve in are usually in these two areas. It's in the blind spot or it's in the areas that I'm keeping secrets from people and that I don't want people to know. And these are the things that ultimately, oftentimes, I feel called to go and do the most work in. And so I really like this this Jahari window. And I've been referring back to it a lot more frequently over the course of the last year, because that's where I feel like if I'm being honest with myself, and I'm being aligned and congruent with who I say I want to be, is if somebody else calls out a blind spot in me, and I feel like it's something that really, I need to go and do work in or will serve me on my journey or where, you know, I think I need to go work in to get to that next level, I will do that. Or it's in the areas that people just don't know about me, but I know are holding me back personally, that I need to go and do work in. And those are often kind of the the two sandboxes that I find have the most categories or topics that I can go and I got, obviously, probably a lot uh, in each of those sandboxes that I can go and do work in. I love it. When I had my first kid, I was 26. And I mean, I was still in just like, I didn't feel like I'd made it. You know, I didn't feel like I had enough breathing room to be like, if I wanted to take off a month or two months, I could do that. Um, whereas I could do that now. But for me, I knew from day one, like I was going to be a great dad. I just knew it. I, I I don't know if it's like an over overly confident thing about myself, but I was just like, one, I had a good dad. So I knew what a good dad looked like. My dad wasn't there all the time, but in terms of quality time when he was there, he was he was phenomenal. So I had a kind of a good foundation there, but I also knew like I was going to be a great dad. And I also heard a quote early on in my journey at an early GoBundance event before I had kids that was, there's no amount of success or money that is worth failure as a parent. And so to me, that really resonated with me. And um, I said, 
I was going to prioritize being a dad and being supportive with my wife over everything else. And if that meant it was took time away from work, I was not going to sacrifice work. I was going to sacrifice sleep. And that was just a choice that I made that was ultimately something that I actually did. I mean, there was like probably two or three years where I literally was sleeping maybe four hours a night, but I didn't sacrifice time with my kid, didn't sacrifice time with my wife and my business didn't suffer as a result of it. If anything, it made me more focused and purposeful about every other area of my life and business because I knew how much more precious time was. And so I think that's where maybe for me, my paradigm of time really shifted and the value on time became that much more important. And so I went from being a yes guy and meeting with everybody and saying yes to everything because I didn't want to miss out on this opportunity during this or that to really being that much more intentional about what I was saying yes to. Because I knew that if I was saying yes to something, I was saying no to something else. And it wasn't going to be my kids, my, my kid or my wife, um, now kids or wife. So to me, that was um, that was something that was really important. I think the other thing too, there was really two things that allowed me to make sure I wasn't screwing up at home. Like, I don't say this to brag, but my wife and I have a fucking awesome relationship. She's amazing. She lets me travel anytime I want to travel. She supports any crazy idea that I have. She doesn't tell me I shouldn't spend money on this or that. Like my wife is unbelievable. And what allowed us to have this dynamic was we call it the relationship recharge, where once a week for 30 minutes, we ask each other three questions. What did I do well this week? What could I have done better? What do you have coming up this weekend that I can support you in? And that little framework right there, when life got kind of crazy, when sometimes we were two ships passing in the night with young kids, when sex wasn't happening as often or frequently, all of that kind of stuff, it allowed me to know where I was winning with her, where I was losing with her, and ultimately what she had coming up that she really needed my support in. And so instead of me assuming the answer to all of those things, I was getting it directly from her mouth. Um, instead of me assuming that I had to be there 15 hours a week. She's like, I just need you for five, dude, go do the other 10, whatever you need. So it was like that little window of communication really allowed us to reconnect every single week. The date nights were a big thing. Um, we got on a date every single week, haven't missed it. it we usually sometimes will do two or three nights a week because we like to eat out and have fun and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And then the other thing was I started doing that with my kids where I was like, what do my kids need for me? Like, how do I know if I'm winning with my kids? How do I know if I'm, you know, what do you wish dad would be doing more of you with? Hey, what, what's going on in your world this week? And as obviously they got a little bit older, those conversations got a little bit easier. But yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people just assume that quantity is, is most important to be a purposeful and present parent. And I don't think that's necessarily the answer for everyone. And when I started getting clarity around what that looked like for my wife and then what it looked like for my kids, you know, I'm not perfect, but it definitely gives me more purpose through that awareness to figure out how I can schedule and, and prioritize my time throughout the week to make sure that number one, I say my family's my number one priority, my calendar reflects that. Boom. Man, that was worth it right there. <laughs> that was good. So what did I do well? What could I approve in? And what can I support you in? Yep. Man, so good. And the beauty is that conversation oftentimes will lead to sex too, which is even better. So I was going to say, guys, he just he just increased your, he like 10x your sex life if you listen to him. <laughs>
once you're awakened, it's really hard to just not see it or be it anymore. And you know, when you're living below the bar. And so that's where for me, it's like, that's why I love Mike. Mike's a perfect example of being, you know, not only obviously a mentor and friend, because I get to see him in proximity, but there's so many people virtually that I think, you know, inspire and are catalysts in other people's growth and awakenings. And so, you know, anybody that it can, can be that for somebody or um, surround themselves with those kind of people. Those those are the kind of relationships and conversations I want to be a part of. And the other stuff, I'm like, this is a fucking waste of my time. Like, I'm once I have seen how to get the most out of things, anything that's not that, I feel not like um, repulsed by, but it's more so of like I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. And I and I value those relationships that are that for me. And I really have found a way to kind of steer clear of the relationships and and the spaces and the people that you know aren't that. And that sounds kind of cold sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's just the it's the answer. It's just the truth of the situation, and I'm okay with that now. Yeah. You know, and and we only have so much time. I think that's been a theme that like, whether it's you talking about your, you know, your wife or business or, you know, travel masterminds, the kids, when you really bring it down to it, like those connection points, you said it over and over, it's about quality, not necessarily the quantity. And I think we get that messed up sometimes. And, you know, even in the masterminds and and all of that, there are masterminds that are, you know, we go to a specific mastermind, mastermind or conference to learn a specific something. Yeah. And those are important and we need those in our business. But when I join a mastermind, like I'm in one called Wellspring um, or, you know, being in Chris Harder's mastermind, where it was really the human connect, GoBundance is probably one of the greatest examples. You know, you guys talk, you talk about it all the time, but like a whole life millionaire where it's not Mm -hmm. just about, yes, I want to go to conferences to learn how to be a better mobile home park operator or whatever. But the reality is when we get into those human connection elements, that's where I really find that I flourish. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And that just goes back to, I guess, closing, closing the loop on that early comment of, you know, so Hill and what he's talking about is like, I feel most fired up when I'm having a one on one conversation or a one to five person conversation when I'm really getting to know somebody because I think that's deep down inside is like, what I think a lot of people are struggling with. And also where I think a lot of the magic is that too, is people just want to feel connected and, and, and to be around other people that they feel aligned with. And that's where I feel like a lot of people are just floating around lost right now, figuring out where do I land? Who am I? How do I feel connected? How do I feel a part of something great? And I think just at the end of the day, you know, the way we're all designed is we just want to feel acknowledged and appreciated and loved. And, you know, I think a lot of people are finding different ways of trying to seek that right now in a lot of unhealthy ways. And then there's also a lot of amazing environments like this that, you know, you can get that. It doesn't doesn't need to be in a, you know, massive conference environment, you know, or setting. I think, you know, that that intimate connection, connectivity, whether it's with your wife, with your kids, with good friends, with a good mastermind group. That's what I found, at least for me, is what when I, you know, go home and leave these type of environments, I'm like, fuck, man, my cup is full right now. I'm I'm grateful for that. You know, and and that's those are those are the kind of environments that I want to I want to be part of. And just kind of again taking it full circle back to you checking in with yourself and being in this more quiet time. Because, you know, and I've been like, I'm kind of asset agnostic. I mean, you ask 10 different people, how'd you make your money? And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's carpet cleaning or, you know, if it's software or if it's Amazon or if it's mobile home parks or if it's hotels, 
that's just the product. And everything we need is on the other side of a human. But what I love about what you said, and you just brought it full circle for me too. Like when you go to all those places and your cup gets filled up, usually it's not necessarily around a product or a service. It's around other people that are filling us in that person. what What I love about what you said, the season that you're in is that deep connection into like Maddie A and that's where the answer lies because it's really not about a product or a service. It's about really getting into tune. I love the Jahari window too, because when we can yeah, get so good, man, love it. Yeah. I think for me, um, the, one of my words this year was metamorphosize, you know, and it's like, you know, the, 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 the caterpillar metamorphs into a butterfly. And, you know, I think every year, you know, our season, a snake kind of sheds its skin, right? And it's like, when you think about a lot of, you know, every spring, new things bloom, every, you know, fall and winter things die. It's it's weird when you think about like the cycles of life and whether it's, you know, farms and crops, whether it's human beings, whether it's, you know, plants, animals, like all different kinds of things. I think, you know, as we go through life, we're all, whether you're aware or not, you know, you're, you're morphing into something new in a good way or in a bad way. And so it's like the more aware and intentional I can be. And then the more people that I can surround myself that are aware and intentional, just like that, all it does is compound what, you know, each of us individually and collectively can, you know, metamorphosize into. And, and that's where I'm really leaning into in this season, I think for, you know, that's, that's kind of my theme for 35 this year is to metamorphosize and and figure out, I know I'm about to break through a ceiling. I don't know what the floor looks like yet, but uh, I'm just trying to be as aware and, and patient and present as I can in figuring that out. So good. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, good sir. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys. And uh, obviously, and grateful, obviously, to you, you, Mike, and all, all the great leadership you bring to the people that are around you. Man, I'm just, I selfishly, I, get, I do it because I get to hear from guys like you, man. It's amazing. That, that was awesome. So appreciate you, brother. Back at you, man. Man, I just can't thank you enough, Mr. Matty Aitchison, for being on the show. Um, this was fire. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, this was such a great, great um, interview, open dialogue, conversation that I thought we should share it. So hope you enjoyed that. And uh, again, if you would like to join the Freedom Elite community, it's month to month, $199 a month. You can cancel anytime. Um, Would love to see you in there. Uh, It's an amazing community for guys that just want to live a better version of themselves on the financial front, the relationship front, all the things that Maddie talked about. So anyway, text me elite to 480-531-7519 or go to freedomelite.co. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.